You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 105 of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian, and we are officially in the summer. Wow, 2023 is already halfway complete, and I just wanted to hop on and do a quick news segment to stay updated on the happenings in our world. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. So this is from the Washington Post, June 30th, 2023. Maine becomes the first state to decriminalize selling sex. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw this article, I gasped. But then as I read on, I realized just like I had anticipated that it was too good to be true. So let's dive in, shall we? The state of Maine is embarking on a controversial experiment by partially, keyword, decriminalizing prostitution in an attempt to eliminate exploitation of sex workers. Adopting a model advocates say is a first in the country. Governor Janet Mills, Democrat, signed a bill into law that would eliminate penalties for those who sell sex while leaving in place laws against the purchase of it. So basically, the shitty Nordic model that helps nothing. They basically arrest the clients, but not the escorts. Can anyone guess why this isn't a good thing? Anyway, moving on. The approach, versions of which have been adopted in Canada and several European countries, is championed by many feminists who see it as the best way to stamp out demand for paid sex while protecting those who sell it because of economic need or because they're victims of trafficking. Can't they see how this is very contradictory? If you really give a shit about the women that are doing this because they need to pay bills, why would you want to eliminate demand? Anyways, I'm just going to keep reading. Among its opponents are conservatives who say it could impede efforts to help trafficking victims. That's always the story. Also opposed to the partial decriminalization are those who advocate the full decriminalization of consensual sex work. That would be escorts. (laughs) We know this doesn't work. You can't be like, oh, you can't buy weed, but you can sell weed. What is that going to do for anyone? I just... I can't. Anyways, cities and states nationally have been reevaluating how commercial sex should be treated under the law. Last year, California followed New York State in repealing a ban on loitering with the intent to sell sex. 
In 2021, then-Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus R. Vance Jr. announced that his office will no longer prosecute other prostitution and unlicensed massage cases, but would continue to pursue buyers and traffickers, joining Baltimore and Philadelphia. But the exchange of sex for money remains illegal for all sellers and buyers in the rest of the country, except Nevada, where some rural counties allow the operation of licensed brothels. According to the organization Decriminalized Sex Work, which seeks to change laws nationally. The point of this, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting Maine State Representative Lewis Reckitt, who is a Democrat. The point of this whole thing is to decrease demand for commercial sex. Reckitt sponsored the bill, adding that she wanted to do something to help women in the, quote, revolving door <laughs> to get out of the sex industry. So which one is it? Do you want to banish it altogether or do you want to help the women that are trying to pay their bills? Like, because all I'm seeing is while I'm reading this, I'm still seeing that you're trying to save women from the sex industry. Like I could see if you kept your focus on what you keep saying you're keeping your focus on, which would be trafficking, especially when it comes to children. But no, you guys don't want to put your focus on there. You want to focus on adult women who are consenting to do this for a living. I'm going to keep reading. Reckitt said police traditionally have used the women they arrested for prostitution to get the people trafficking them. Now they're going to have to arrest the Johns and lean on them to find out where the trafficking is coming from, she said. Well, if you have to lean on the, quote, victims to find who their pimps or, you know, bad guys are, that's already a flawed strategy. You're still ruining people's lives. Uh, anyways, Trisha Grant, 44, who said she was trafficked into the main sex industry at 15 and now works with an anti-trafficking nonprofit organization called Just Love Worldwide, praised the new measure as a way to stop, and I'm quoting her, stop law enforcement from continuing to arrest and put charges on the people being victimized. Many who sell sex do so because of force or life circumstances, then struggle to obtain housing or loans because of their criminal records, she said. Uh, there's just so many moving parts to this. And I'm quoting her some more. It's a starting point for the big changes that are going to continue to occur, not only in Maine, but also in our country. And then another bill to seal criminal records of women who have been convicted of prosecution is moving through the legislature. Both chambers of Maine's legislature are controlled by Democrats. Not that that means anything, because I feel like they're both the same, but that's a story for another day. Opposition in the state house to the bill, which also upgrades the commercial sexual exploitation of children from a misdemeanor to a felony, as it should, came largely from Republicans. And I'm talking about the charges. You definitely should not be a misdemeanor for exploiting children. Like, definitely, it should be a felony. Representative Jennifer Poirier, a Republican, said, and I quote, it has to be an all or nothing scenario for the police to be able to do their job. Really? Jennifer is a member of the Maine House Judiciary Committee who opposed the bill. Another GOP opponent, Representative Rachel Henderson, said that outlawing the purchase of something but allowing the sale of it made no sense. This I agree. I agree with her on that, but I know she's trying to criminalize it altogether. So that I don't agree with. But yes, 
Outlawing one side but not the other makes no sense. Others say they think the law does not go far enough. Daniela Cameron, the deputy director of the main poverty outreach nonprofit group Preble Street, said that she supported the decriminalization of selling sex, but that penalizing buyers pushes the industry further from the margins, duh, and therefore increases the risk of violence towards sellers. She said that truly addressing trafficking would require tackling root causes such as homelessness, poverty, hunger, and immigration laws. The legislation carries no new funding. Huh, why am I not surprised? The partial decriminalization approach, known by advocates as the Nordic model, because it was first adopted in Sweden, is based on the notion that the exchange of sex for money is almost always exploitative and therefore should be eliminated. Again, false claims, but hey, people are going to think what they want to think. Quoting Reckitt again, it denigrates all women when some women are being bought and sold. Really? A former officer of the National Organization for Women, who for three decades led an organization that fights domestic violence in Maine. That's who Reckitt is. And I'm quoting her again. There is no way to have total gender equality in this world if we're selling women. Really? Tell that to uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, women that have used their power for other reasons. But hey, let's move on. Ariella Moskowitz, the communications director at Decriminalized Sex Work, which favors fully decriminalizing consensual sex work, countered that it is unrealistic to abolish the practice and that feminists who press for bodily autonomy in other realms of life should support those who choose to engage in it. Yes, these feminists are pissing me off and stressing me the fuck out. Like, I don't know what their goal is here, like, but it's just not working out. Multiple attempts have been made in other states to change the law around prostitution. Hawaii recently distinguished between buyers and sellers in law, although buying and selling both remain illegal, so they did nothing. Some legislators in New York and Massachusetts have also been pushing competing measures that would adopt either the Nordic model or full decriminalization. The latter is also under consideration in Vermont. Huh, interesting. But yes, in case, you know, for some reason... Nobody seems to have figured it out yet. What we want is decriminalization, as in it should not even be something that should be considered illegal. The same way you can walk down the street and not get arrested if you're just walking down the street. That is exactly what we want. If you choose as an adult and you consent to work in sex work, you should not be criminalized, arrested or punished for it. That's what we want. There's so many other things that you guys can spend your resources on and your time on, but you're choosing, once again, to police women's bodies. Of course, I will leave the link to this article in the show notes. I really wish we can find a way for these politicians and Captain Sabahos to understand the difference between consensual sex work and trafficking. There are plenty of adult-aged women who get into sex work for other reasons besides poverty and being forced against their will. Yes, there are people that are in survival sex work. We've talked about it many times. But there are a lot of people who are doing this as a choice, myself included. It's not because I couldn't go use one of my 511 degrees 
to get a job in corporate America. I just don't want to. I rather run my life as I see fit. And this is the best type of work for me, especially because I'm so good at it. Why will I not want to do something that I'm good at? I can literally do this in my sleep. No one's forcing me, you know, like we really need to find a way to distinguish between one and the other. And I honestly think that their quote unquote concern is really masking their disdain for sex work and that they see it as immoral and degrading to women, as you heard so many times in the fucking article. You want to know what's really degrading to women? The fact that our wombs are still on the legislative ballot and we cannot make a decision on what we want to do with our uterus without getting permission from the government. Even birth control is not covered, but apparently Viagra is. (laughs) Another thing that's degrading to women, the last time I checked, there is still a gender pay gap and even more so for black women. There are still predators out there raping women. How about the government focus their efforts and put our tax dollars towards righting those wrongs and leave us the fuck alone. Let consenting adults do what they want to with their own bodies. Please, for the love of God, I bet you if you did that, you would actually find it a lot easier to find these fucking traffickers. You really would. (sighs) Because then they can literally run to the cops without being afraid of being arrested. Did you ever think about that? They can literally like run to the police station, call 911 to come save them without fear of being arrested and having a record. But because everything is criminalized, they can't do that. For some reason, the victim is always to blame, as we all know. It's always victim blaming. What did you do? What were you wearing? So, uh... Anyways, I just thought this was a very interesting story. And like I said, I had my hopes up for like two seconds and then I realized it was bullshit. But perhaps it's a step in the right direction. I don't know. What do you guys think? Send me an email, Vivian at TSEGP.com or comment on IG or Twitter under this post. I just say, let us continue to drink water and mind our business and continue to prosper. I will catch you on the next episode. Have an amazing summer. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.